Welcome back to VQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it's time to preview week nine of the NFL season. And let's start with probably the best game of Sunday, which, of course, we are sending to Germany. And we'll start at 6.30 in the morning, West Coast time. It's the Dolphins and the Chiefs, KC two-and-a-half-point favorites, Joe. I'm with you, Ed. It is stupid. It is dumb. Why are we playing this game at this time? It's a great week of games, so I can't sit here and say this should be the Sunday night football game. You want better football if you're going to play the games, but also it's not necessary. I don't like that. You you sound upset about it. Are you mad? You know, I have to like. Am I going to lose my Saturday night? You know, as yes. someone with a robust social life, am I going to lose my Saturday <laughs> night because I have to wake up extra early to catch Dolphins Chiefs? Because I have to, like, no. as a football fan, like, I feel like I lose my football fan card if I don't wake up early for this one. You roll Saturday week. night into Sunday morning, Ed. That's yeah, what you a great idea. idea. Correct. Yeah, wait. And then, yeah. uh, well, but then I will be sleep deprived for the morning and afternoon slates. Yeah, it's, it's a great idea when you're in your 20s, young 30s. You're not doing that. I'm still trying to recover from Friday. Okay, it's Monday morning. <laughs> it's not. It's not happening anymore. <laughs> so you got to pick Friday. your spots. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think it's more a lack of sleep yeah. over the last few days, uh, like last night too. But like, they, it's stupid. It's dumb. I get they want to promote the product and they want a really good game there. Like we knew this was going to be a good game. I know the Dolphins kind of exceeded expectations a little bit, but we all thought that they would be in the mix and they have this exciting offense. But uh, anyways, bet the Chiefs. Mahomes in a bounce back, right? We doing that? We bet the <laughs> Chiefs? Or, or I know we're a little concerned about the Dolphins' uh, defense improving, and good for them. They got Ramsey back with Vic Fangio there. It's only going to get better and better as we get closer and closer to the postseason. But this is a great spot to bet the Chiefs. And by the way, it's not like the defense played poorly yesterday. It was all about the turnovers and the and the red zone. Oh, terrible. Ouch. Oh, boy. Aaron <laughs> came back and it got all staticky. Jeez. It's Halloween tomorrow. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Her microphone's How- haunted. Is this going to three? If you don't act now, will you to... lose a two and a half? Yeah. Oh, okay, here's my que- uh, the question of the question, because people love doing this socially. Mahomes' health. Like, how long does mm-hmm. it take to get through the flu? Flying out to Germany. Like, will he get the IVs on the plane? Is he allowed to get IVs on the plane? Is there turd? I, I don't know these things. But I do know that a healthy Mahomes should probably be at least a three-point favorite against Miami, uh, given – you know, Miami's defense still being a work in progress. I think it will get better over time, especially as Jalen Ramsey kind of gets back into the fold. But I, I almost feel like Mahomes health. Like we need some sort of thing to tell us that he will be fine. In which case in a shootout, you expect KC to win that by at least a field goal, right? If it's truly the flu and, and I'm buying into it, what it's probably mm-hmm. so word came out on what Saturday, we found out about it. So probably yeah. the family probably gets it Wednesday, Thursday. They're feeling sick. How are you going to feel about 10 days later? I'm not as concerned. So I'll buy mm-hmm. into it a little bit. And they'll say all the right things. He'll be ready to go. And 
it is interesting. We, we've always got to bring this up too. the travel Miami. Yeah. Uh, didn't they go right away? Did they already leave? I, I don't know. I haven't looked this up, Paul, but it, it would seem to me like if anybody understands the travel that like the Miami franchise, you know, sort of figured it out, uh, whether it's to London, Germany, whatever the case is, like they know these things well. You, you trust their overall itinerary. Maybe KC has to figure out a couple of things, but they can't wait too long. Like if they, you know, yeah. leave today, tomorrow, okay, that's cool. But, you know, if they're doing this, you know, late week thing, that, and again, it's small sample size theater, but it does seem to point to teams leaving later in the week being at an ultimate disadvantage. Mm. So I saw Dolphins leaving right away. The Chiefs aren't going to mm-hmm. wait as long as some have, and, but okay. they'll make sure to be there for practice Thursday, Friday. Okay. Then I'm probably more okay with that and it being a push as far as okay. you know what they should be doing. So I probably wouldn't read too much into that. I think it's the Thursday or Friday you leave then. That's where I get concerned because it almost seems like there are just too many instances where that hasn't voted well. Dolphins leave today. Mm-hmm. They're going to Germany. That's smart. Nice. That's I think a good so. Move. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I do. Sure. This is the same number. I mean, isn't this what we expected? Like same number against the Eagles, same number against the Bills for the Dolphins. They got blown out both times. Give Don't they got to show up for one of these games? I mean, they can mo- they can lean on most against this run defense. We saw that yesterday. We said it coming into the game, but. Mm-hmm. We got to see it, right? Like, are you going to show up for one of these marquee games, travel or not? Like, you know, Mahomes has the flu or not. They have not played with the elite teams in the NFL. Let's see it. Nope. Let's see it. Nope. Six and straight Ramsey, up, six I don't no think against the spread. That. When it's, not, when it's mm-hmm. not Buffalo or Philly, they've been perfect this year. So they're getting that so, caliber of team. Yeah, they are. Uh, when I'm looking at what happened yesterday for the Dolphins, minus 30 rushing yards over expected among all of those who got at least one carry. They won that game because it was a Jalen Waddle breakout party. Tyreek Hill was yeah. his usual amazing self. And as far as the passing attack is concerned, yeah, that's what the Chiefs are good at defensively. But the Dolphins have a tool for whatever problem ails them. Jalen Waddle, great against man coverage. Tyreek Hill, great against zone coverage. So the passing attack will be just fine. It's just that as weird as this sounds, I trust the KC rushing defense right now, despite all the great outside runs we've seen from the Dolphins for much of the season, they're struggling right now. And I, for whatever reason, just you know, running backs not being up to snuff or it being sniffed out or whatever it is, I don't trust the Miami rushing attack right now. And it's uncomfortable for me to say, but when you're one dimensional, even if you're the Dolphins, I think that's a problem. And that does lead to the possibility of KC, you know, having a fantastic bounce back spot here, bounce back spot here, and going off and winning by well over a field goal. Chiefs uh, defense going from Mac Jones. I mean, rather, Dolphins defense going from Mac Jones to Pat Mahomes. We're assuming a healthy yeah. Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that Mac Jones uh, comeback story didn't last too long. 218 yards for the Patriots mm-hmm. against this Dolphins defense. Probably more about New England's issues. 
than yes. Miami's prowess. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. So I don't know if I missed it. Sorry if I did. Did you guys discuss when each team was leaving for Germany yet? Because I think the Dolphins yeah. were leaving today and the Chiefs later yes. in the week, right? Correct. Gosh, I don't like that for the Chiefs. What are they doing? But it's not I... like they're getting there Friday. I think they're going middle of the week. Well, now that I think about it, if the flu is circulating, maybe they do want to like right. get some rest at home with all their resources, sleep in your own bed. The last Does thing Patty take a is different like, flight? I would yeah, right? take people away. He takes his own. <laughs> yeah. I would have taken the private yeah. jet to Denver. I was actually thinking that very thing. I was like, if I've got the flu, last thing I want to do is like travel with the team. I want to be alone blow my nose and have my flu in privacy <laughs> <laughs> blow my nose in privacy i like that uh how about the bills and the Bengals? well if the Bengals are back well the market has certainly reacted as such they are one and a half wow. point favorites against the bills at home and it's intriguing to me joe because as much as we want to believe that Buffalo will be one of those teams in it at the end, still, though, the Bengals being one and a half point favorites at home leads me to believe maybe the market is finally souring on Buffalo. Yeah, they won Thursday, but it wasn't an overall impressive win, especially that second half. See, I think this is much more about a Burrow move. This is the game we've been waiting for. And we saw it against a really strong opponent on the road with that extra rest. It will, it feels like his confirmation bias that people were, were like, okay, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It finally happened. And it's legitimate. There's no caveat of, oh, well, it was Arizona. So do we really believe mm-hmm. it? Was it Cincinnati or was it Arizona? No, it's the San Francisco 49ers at home. And that ended their 10 game cover streak at home. Yes, I thought that 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 told us everything that was uh, what that move was really about. But the look ahead was Buffalo one and a half. So we have a three point move. I know it's just flipping favorites, but Buffalo one and a half to Cincinnati one and a half. I think we can all agree this number is not touching three. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets even tighter. Um By the way, you know, the Bills, we know what they're capable of. I think everyone's higher on the Bengals. I know, Joe, you asked JLC about the DeMar Hamlin thing, but do do we think that narrative starts to kind of become a thing again with this game? Are we going to start to hear about it more, the number, comeback player of the year? Mm, Yep. Yep. So, so do you think the point spread is going to come down because of it? Or are you just saying for for the comeback? Oh, not maybe because of that. I, I think the the comeback player of the year, um, because we saw that number with DeMar Hamlin come down and we were talking about, hey, what was down. it, like minus 170? Like, if it's you minus think he's a lock, I mean, mm-hmm. that to me is a great bet. Like, now I think it's definitely bettable because once the narrative – Everyone starts talking about it again this week. It's only going to continue. I think it's going back to minus two something very quickly. What if he's active? That that was just my question. Like, do yeah. you almost have to make him active? But, you know, how many snaps he gets, all that stuff, whatever. But if he's at least active, 
that gets the spotlight and this market yep. and this whole process is over, right? When he's on the field, he will be highlighted. They'll say, watch Hamlin right now. They'll circle him on a telestrator. Even if it's just special teams, the one game he was active, every snap was on special teams. But nobody talked about that. Why? Because the story was Hamlin was actually active and he was on the field. He might be active for his second game this season. And even if it's just for special teams, I think it's over. I think it's mm-hmm. over. So right now it's a minus 140. If you were to tell me you're going to make one of the larger wagers of your life on Hamlin right now before you lose that number and the stories get out there, it wouldn't surprise. nothing's going to change, right, by, by this weekend. It wouldn't surprise me if it moves to minus 200 by the time we get to the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. But- especially if Sean McDermott is asked about it, like right now, Mm -hmm. Monday morning, you know, we're, you know, we're looking back at what happened and now we're looking forward to the game itself. Once those questions start to come up, because somebody's going to ask, then I think someone's going to run with that quote. It'll be highlighted a good bit. The clips will be played a good bit. And then, you know, maybe the decision is still up in the air. Maybe he doesn't give anything definitive. But the moment something is heard or reported or announced, then this thing is over. And the game well, that, will be yeah. you know, more pomp and circumstance. But I think, Paul, it's something where any kind of acknowledgement that he's out there, this thing is over. Tariko and Collinsworth started this last night. They started yes, they did. the stage for it last night. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you guys. I'm not – I can't say with the same definitive way you're seeing it, Joe. I think he's got to play some defensive snaps. I don't know if it has to be oh. this week. I think if they do that, it's 100% over. I'm just saying, like, that happens, done deal, no question, over, over, over. If it's just special teams, it's probably over, but it leaves the door Does open. everybody know it's um, just special teams? I feel like we're the only ones that have mentioned that because I haven't heard that anywhere. Maybe not. I think people just know, I, I, it, does he play or not? Was he acting right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's all that matters. Like, at least to me anyway. He's just out yeah. there, Aaron. I was just putting myself in his position just, gosh, it might be kind of scary to be active against the team that it happened against, you know, mentally. Like, gosh, can't imagine. Well, I was paying close attention to what JLC had to say. That's why I asked him because he knows a lot of these voters for these awards. And just his first thing was, this is bigger than football. And that's what the theme is going to be with with their hour and a half pregame and all that. I was like, by him saying that, I was like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, voting for winning. him. Once it becomes a news story and it's played at the top of the 11 o'clock A block instead of the sports mm-hmm. block – that's exactly when we know uh, it's just different. And I also like JLC's comments. There's no one else in the running. Like, nothing else stands yes. out. And that, to me, is a big deal, too. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue our look ahead to Week 9. How about we talk a little Cowboys and Eagles, shall we? But we've been waiting for this game for some time, and it'll finally be upon us. That's coming up right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Bet 
SQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Cross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we get back to previewing week nine of the NFL season. We got to get the Cowboys and Eagles, right? Like, how often have we been waiting and pining for this game? Eagles are at home. They're three-point favorites. Currently, the total is at 46 and a half. Joe, this one is especially intriguing because we've got A.J. Brown going up against CeeDee Lamb arguably two of the best receivers in football right now, uh, at least if you're going to embrace recency bias. What do you like in this matchup? Man, what is there not to like? If we didn't have KC, Miami, and Buffalo, Cincinnati, this would be by far the most discussed game of the week. There's a lot to go over. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, okay, is this the time you make your play on the Cowboys to win the division? As opposed to preseason, now do you do it? But or you also have the mindset of like Jason Lockefora earlier in the show. And I thought he brought up some fair points. It's what we're used to with the Cowboys. They punch down. They beat up on bad opponents. That was part of the handicap going into the Rams game. When they're supposed to smoke a team, they do it. Dak was awesome. Like his number numbers yesterday, he was viewed as a, a top three quarterback on the day. Up there with mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. It was amazing. And you look at the division odds. It's about where we started, guys. It's a lot of Philadelphia minus 200 and Cowboys plus 155. There's a Cowboys plus 200 out there that we're now at the midpoint of the season. And it's exactly where we began the season. Now, which team is playing better? There was that terrible no show with Dallas. But since then, they've been terrific. They've been getting CeeDee Lamb involved, as as Ed mentioned. And the Eagles, like, yeah, they're winning games. Yeah, they're playing well. Eh, but are they? I have some questions about it. But it, but the A.J. Brown thing, he's just smashing every secondary. And we, we saw it coming a mile away. We talked about him with all the alt numbers, receiving leader, all, all kinds kinds of stuff that A.J. Brown was going to have a, have a big game. Did not end up being the receiving leader. That ended up going to CeeDee Lamb. And here we have these two facing off. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is crazy. I mean, the Cowboys right back on track just in time for this division matchup. I'm excited for it. Don't have a strong opinion right now. One thing I was looking at during the show was uh, kind of a side topic, but A.J. Brown, Offensive Player of the Year, maybe that's something worth a look. You could still get some value on that, but... Gosh, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. The Cowboys finally, finally, here they are. We the boys living up to expectations. Not as bad as I thought. Are you crossing your fingers when you say that, Aaron, like behind your back, like when we were kids? Like, yeah, I promise. I I think the Eagles were my Super Bowl pick. So, you know, I can't cross over too far to the other side. But uh, I have to give credit where it's credit's due. How do you, how do you rank the top four in the NFC? I know we're waiting on Detroit tonight, but San Francisco, Philly, Dallas, and Detroit—that's tough. It's based on the previous Ooh. week. It feels a lot of that. Is San Francisco still one? Are they out of one? No, I don't think they no. can. No. No, there's a blueprint for knocking off Brock Purdy and other defenses. Now, they may figure this out, and that's fine. But how many times have we looked at, say, Kyle Shanahan and gone, 
wow, he is really underwhelming us. Like it happens more often than we might think. Now, sometimes they just figure it out and that's fine. But I uh, would be very apprehensive to say the 49ers are number one right now. Defensively, they're regressing. Brock mm-hmm. Purdy, you know, is becoming more and more of an unknown. They miss Debo Samuel. We know that. Yeah. I mean, if we want to put Eagles at number one just because they have the best record, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But absolutely, like, write this stuff in pencil. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a couple of bad teams in the NFC in the playoffs. I know this is not the big picture day, but just, you know, looking at it, that top four and then everybody else, Seattle maybe by themselves, and then it's all whatever. Saints, Falcons, get out of here, whatever. Yeah, whichever yeah. teams end up making it with those last couple of spots. No NFC North teams. It's it's just going to be bad. Um, if, if you're the two, you're going to be in a good spot going against the seven. If you're the three, you're going to be in a good spot going against the six. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's crazy just how much things have changed in the NFL over the past two, three weeks. <laughs> Who we thought mm-hmm. might be good. It's wild what's happening. And all these tight spreads this week, too. Great so, matchups, tighter spreads. Oh, man. Here's one that changed a lot from the look ahead. We're talking about a four-point move. Mm-hmm. The Rams were minus one and a half. And <laughs> I can't. I can't with Jordan Love. I'm going to lay two and a half. Lay two and a half against the Rams. So the betting market is telling us Stafford's not playing this game, right? Right. It's out the three. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't want to do it. Do you, does anybody want to lay three with Jordan no. Love? What? All the LaFleur love, like, can we throw that out the window? Do the Packers even look like they're ready to play? Yeah, it was all like, what is all going Roger. on? This Packers team is. is terrible. They don't look like they're prepared at all, and it does look like it's Rodgers. Like, when you say the Lions love makes me want to vomit, the LaFleur love <laughs> makes me want to vomit. Yes. I, yes. They are so Erin is going to wear a plaid shirt tomorrow just so she can say that. And she will go as Joe Ostrowski <laughs> for Halloween. Just have that one line ready and that. set to go. And I am all for it. It would be uh. epic. You, you know, one thing about yesterday that, that I'd like to bring up, and it kind of goes back to this whole, you know, we need to knock Jordan Love down several pegs. It hadn't been done already. Is that, look, reputation matters. Sometimes the league will tell us who they respect and disrespect. And right now they're telling us, We don't think much of Jordan Love. And here's how I know this. The Vikings had their second lowest blitz rate of the season against Jordan Love at 39%. You know who the lowest rate went to? The lowest blitz rate for the Vikings against any one quarterback for this season? It was against Bryce Young at 36%. So when the Vikings aren't blitzing, it's because they don't think much of the quarterback. And look, in both games, they were registering pressure rates, the Vikings were, of at least 30% and getting four sacks. That tells me everything I need to know about what the Vikings think of Jordan Love, nay, what the entire league thinks of Jordan Love. I don't care that the market is moving to Green Bay minus three just because the Rams are going to a backup quarterback. They still have some great receivers, the Rams do. They still have a fantastic offensive mind as head coach. 
I think they can be just fine just because Jordan Love has been a bit of a disaster in the here and now. We're going to have to bet the Rams, guys. It's just a matter of how yeah. far this goes. How far right. is this going to go? Is it going to go past three? So do we wait? I can't there's, a there's a three. There's a three minus one hundred five at M- at BetMGM. So it's heading north. It's heading that way. Okay. Oh, wow. When do we? The Titanic is hitting count? the iceberg. When do yeah. you count? I can't say I'm going to pounce with that Rams backup quarterback. Like I, I'm not looking to pounce. I mean, I think. Look, if it gets to three and a half. Kind of have to play it, but that Rams mm-hmm. pass like I know like the Rams Give me pass defense is so bad. Give me McVay but... putting him in a position to just do enough to get by against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Jordan Love, the Rams even... are nothing without a question. Yeah, the Packers haven't even played anyone and they stink. This is no. that's <laughs> true. You can't put up except the Lions twenty points. It's ridiculous. I saw one and a half just last night speak. and I couldn't pull the trigger. Like, even assuming mm-hmm. Stafford's, like, thumb. I was like, I, I just can't well, lay any sort of number with the Packers right now. I well, Okay, let me ask you this. Can you lay any sort of a number with the Atlanta Falcons? Because we're at the four and a half. Atlanta against Jaron Hall Jaren and the Vikings. Hall. No, but I can't. <laughs> I can't take the number Hall? with the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Hall. 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 Oh, God. Creeping me out. <laughs> no. Serial killers is going to be the hallway. Oh, oh sore throat. Do you have a hallway? That's how I feel about Jaron Hall. Who was that host on Let's Make a Deal before Wayne Brady? Who was that guy? Uh, don't remember. You guys remember uh, Hall. Monty something? <laughs> Hall. 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 The, oh, look at the connection between Hall and Hawkins. <laughs> oh, no. oh. <laughs> what is happening? So, no. So, no, I will not be betting the Vikings for Darren Hall. Darren Hall. That, does that get to six? Mm. Which is insane. Okay. With it Taylor could. Heineke, you have to consider the Falcons, right? Yeah. Well, you Dude. have a coach that doesn't want to run the ball with a quarterback right. that can't pass the ball. So <laughs> <laughs> how are they going to score is my question. That, that doesn't sound good. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds really bad. Right. And it is. Can we just not play this game? That's why I found myself looking at this slate, and, like, there's a lot of good games. There's Disgusting. also at least a couple where I was like, can we just not play this game? Can we just skip this That's game? That's why. Look, look, Adrian's man. Commanders. We'll talk about it later. Largest point spread on the board is only seven. So if you're still alive in Survivor, you've made it this far, are you going to put your life on the line with P.J. Walker? Because that's the seven. Insane. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Especially I bet the Rams since last the night. magic carpet or, ride has Cardinals. ended for him, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's a double agent. <laughs> yeah, right? He's a Benedict Arnold. Easily. So a lot of these, these two-and-a-halves that were out there last night, 
have are mm-hmm. starting to go to three. Texans at home yeah. are now laying three to the Bucks, which seems a little aggressive. Patriots at home, it was like one and a half, two. That is now at three at home against the Commanders. Packers, obviously, we just talked I mean, about. Look, Steelers Derek are now at Carr, three against the Titans. Derek Carr is a six and a half point favorite against the Bears. No, it's, it's no. down to three because oh. Daniel Jones was reported earlier. He's cleared for contact. So mm-hmm. uh, that number has Daniel now come Jones. down to three. Daniel Wait, Jones will be talking? likely starting for the Giants against the Raiders we're, next week. I'm no, talking Saints Bears. Saints Bears. Oh. Carr. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Derek Carr is I was, I was in last year, Derek Carr. The Bajancy. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Maybe Field. The yeah, Derek Carr plays for the Saints. Though. Yeah. <sighs> later, might be. Um, <laughs> it's probably going to be Fields, is my guess, if he can go. Even though the, apparently the Bears coaching staff told Chris Collinsworth that they want Justin Fields to sit down and watch Tyson Bajant film so he, he knows what? how to play the position. That's insane. Oh, Collinsworth said that on air last night. Yeah. And he, you know, he got it from the oh, offensive it's... coordinator. It's insa- an insane right. comment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. my goodness. That's rude. I would be yeah. so mad. It's over. I would it's be over. so it's... mad. Yeah, All, you know, Fields did value. complain about the coaching staff earlier this year, so it's like there this hostility has been brewing Petty. for some time, and they were waiting for ju- just mm-hmm. the right moment to break it out. And boy, it couldn't have been bigger on Sunday Night Football. I think he knew it was going to happen. Jack, he, was it's a fact. Su- he was wearing sunglasses the whole time indoors. Did you notice that? Yes, yeah. I did. At the well, game it's last Hollywood, night. Though. It, yeah, I mean, he didn't want LA. the cameras. Like, it's what he knew do. the cameras were going to be on him, though. He knew. Yeah. Like, they were going to be talking about him. Did Coach Prime made that cool. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. Has he just... worn them indoors at a dome? Oh, I have no idea. Or just outside? I don't know. Have they played an indoor game yet? Yeah. I just think uh, a lot of... Probably... Yeah. No. A lot of crazy games this week. A lot of quarterback uncertainty of some bums like and you know there are going to be people that just line up going against the backups and we yeah. know that you've got to do better than that because some of them are going to cover no doubt absolutely what, what was, oh yeah so uh offensive rookie of the year like in terms of like mm-hmm. handicapping the rams going forward puka nakua still has the second shortest odds like the the quarter the the backup quarterback spot is not really affecting that market. So that's perhaps another thing to point to as far as why I think the Rams are still in a viable position. Otherwise, wouldn't Nakua's odds be much, much longer because the backup can't throw him the ball? All right. I went. For, there's that part of it. And this is something we need to dive yeah. into tomorrow. Stroud's got a lot of film out there. How's he playing right now? Mm-hmm. I wonder how it's still gonna go your boy, forward. Aaron. Ruh, Is he still Ruh. your boy? <laughs> Against that Carolina defense? Ooh. By the way, my alt spread was two and a half, and they only won by two. Man, I saw that, man. Well, I know. Uh, you, you just you should be. Yeah. Anyway. Sucks. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next are Lightning Bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now for our lightning bets, and today is a really special day because it is the sports equinox, folks. All four major sports will be in action. We've got Monday Night Football, Game 3 of the World Series, a busy NBA and NHL slate. Joe, are you going to try and watch all four sports at some point this evening? No. No. All right. Two. Okay. I'm watching two. Is anybody watching four? You're going to watch four? I will attempt to watch all four. (laughs) But how much hockey can you watch? How much NBA can you watch when we've got the World Series going on and Monday Night Football? Yeah, we have more than one screen. Or or does it count that it has to be on your TV by itself? Like, for it to count Mm. as though you're watching all four? Okay, how many screens do you have going at most? Three. Two or three? Okay. When you have three, I have the same. So when you have three, isn't one ignored? For me, one is, for the most part, ignored. I'm not really watching it. There are two that I'm more focused on. There are going to be times when, like, football is at halftime or you're in between innings or there's a replay of some kind or a challenge. Then my attention will go to a basketball game or a hockey game. I think with football and baseball, like, if those are your two primaries – I think it's a lot easier to deviate from them at certain times when all the commercials are coming together, because it will happen more than once. That's when you can focus on, say, Pacers, Bulls, or whatever. Oh, man. And college basketball is going to join soon, too. Yep. Oh, boy. They're oh, entering boy. chat thought very it was... soon. Yeah. Are, is there... No. No uh, Peyton and Eli tonight. Not that I've watched it this year anyways, but they're off this mm. week. They're back next week. They're not messing with the sports equinox. I am so annoyed with the scheduling of that. It's just I can't keep up to stay interested. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it all Mm -hmm. year. Right. I I guess they don't care. They're probably they could care less what their ratings are and the following they have. They're they're doing just fine in life, but as a viewer and a fan, I'm annoyed with the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if there are also TV shows where, okay, the social is what they care about. Like, we want something to go viral. Yeah, we're going to put it on TV, but it's the social stuff that they care about. They want that to get all those impressions because of demographic or, or whatever. Like, uh, like when James Corden had his late night talk show, never seemed to me like the ratings mattered very much. It was more about, okay, carpool karaoke. Is that going to get shared on Twitter? If so, then that's all we care about. And I feel like the Mannings are kind of in that similar boat where they get one really juicy sot from their guest or one really cool breakdown of a big play or a stupid play, and that's all they really want at the end of the day. Yeah, give me the million views. Uh, Ever since Mm -hmm. this James Corden, ever since this – not that I watch the show on a regular basis, but I would see what would go viral, social, uh, some of the social stuff. But once I heard how much of a jerk he is in restaurants – like, I hate that guy now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Those stories went around. Like, he had to apologize. We'll send a lot of apologies out there. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been a lot people. of that, though. 
Like it, it felt like Ellen kind of started it, but now Jimmy oh Fallon is under, you know, has been thrown under the bus. Yes, for how he treats his yes. employees. Like right. there's been a lot of talk show hosts. At, I mean, what is it? Drew Barrymore, like with the whole writer's strike, like that became a, a big to do. There's a lot of issues that are sort of bubbling to the surface where we're hearing about how these people really behave and it's getting unfortunate. So when those details have come out, my first thought has been, yeah, I've worked with someone like that. Yeah, I've dealt with that. <laughs> I, I, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Sup, Joe. <laughs> oh yeah right please if if i'm the worst that you've dealt with that's fair that is uh, highly doubt Uh, (laughs) yeah definitely not i think back to my i think back to my younger years like oh boy oh man and by the way it's not always just like the yeah it's not just the capital t talent either like throw the suits and everything else in there a whole different ball game. oh yeah there's a lot but of lot directors going. there's been all all kinds of people i've worked with that have been real jerks. love everyone at odyssey i'm just gonna put that out there oh right yeah now. Be- love best place else. we've I, ever worked I'm, I'm the one yeah. putting myself in a bad spot i've been the one that's been with this company <laughs> for 20 years so. yeah right <laughs> like i can't hide behind something else say oh no a different company i started interning <laughs> when I was at the score and i've been there since so uh it's yeah, risky risky comment by me yeah we well, were a right. different company uh, then different company oh yeah yeah better yeah better management better names all that good stuff and, and it's so sad because like we can come up with the stories like okay is this light and frothy enough to share on air versus something that like is way too painful to bring up internally much less bring <laughs> up you know in a context like this one like i was at one station where like I turned in a package that was like two to three seconds over and I got absolutely reamed for it. And then the same person sent me something that was like a minute over. And I'm like, there's no way I can put this in. And then I got forced to do so. And then during an email or eval, I was, uh, the boss was like, you need to be more flexible. <laughs> oh, so I turn in something that's two seconds over and then I get reamed for it. But then a minute, I'm the problem. Uh, and then that what are you going to do? Argue during an eval? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, how do I push back on that? <laughs> Fun times. Anyway, uh, Sports Equinox. For my lightning bets, I have one bet for all four sports. And certainly with Monday Night Football, there are other things I like. But one I didn't bring up, Devontae Adams' longest completion under 24 and a half yards. I think the Raiders will go to the short game a lot as far as the passing attack is concerned. They will throw a lot of passes, but I'm not expecting Adams to have that one big bomb. So give me the under 24 and a half for him. In baseball, Josh Young over one and a half hits runs RBI at minus 120. Uh, the total of nine for the game means that, yeah, he's in the eight hole, but he should have the plate appearances uh, to be just fine as far as that's concerned. What's so funny about Aaron, that? Aaron, I heard it too. Right. You heard what? <laughs> Nothing. Carry on. I heard it. Too. What do you say? What? Okay. Go He's ahead. in the a-hole. Eight. So I just oh my eight. god! Eight. Oh. I was like, what? I, and then I, I was like, 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 like okay. what, is that like the A gap for a baseball? He's batting like, eight. What is that? In basketball, uh, 
Rick Camp uh, made a good bet as far as uh, Pacers and Bulls. Is that they're playing? Uh, he likes the over there because Indiana will be the one to control the pace. I would just Ooh. take Pacers minus two and a half just because if they're the ones who are uh, a good bit more rested. You know, Indiana is going to be a hot team soon. You know, they're young and scrappy. So uh, give me the Pacers to cover the number there. And then Seattle Kraken money line plus 120. Eighth expected goal differential. Lightning's 25th, I believe, per money puck uh, or 27th. Seattle off to a sour start, 2-5-2. and two. They're too talented for them to continue losing ways. They'll bounce back, and I think they can do it on the road. Joe, eight Okay. Goal. Uh, we talked about it during the break. I feel like we've got to throw it out there because the Lions play tonight. Um, is Gibbs 50 to 1 offensive rookie of the year the worst bet in the world? Puka starting quarterbacks out, Addison, his quarterbacks out, HN, he's on the injured list. Like Levis is only going to get the half a year. Like somebody's going to challenge Stroud at some point. 50 to 1. I don't think that number's going to be there for Gibbs tomorrow. As far as lightning bets, Josh Jacobs under 63 and a half rushing yards. Game script will be going against some Lions tough run defense. Love the Jacobs under. Gibbs over 95 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Uh, last week, he's out there for 87% of the snaps. Montgomery out again. I think he's going to be out there a, a ton tonight, and they're going to be playing from in front uh and josh young as well over one and a half total bases plus 135 those are my three lightning bets aaron love it all right let's go so michael mayer i am heavily invested in you tonight my man over 21 and a half receiving yards over two and a half receptions i'm also gonna go over on sam laporta as well over 44 and a half i thought i bet lion's Alt spread minus 20 and a half. Maybe it was somewhere else, but I have that too. Uh, it was plus 420. <laughs> right? Uh... I, uh, I, I've got a teaser leg tied to, I've got the, the classic Sunday night, Monday night teaser leg tied to tonight. So that's the main mm-hmm. uh, bet. I, I like that Gibbs. I'm seeing 102 and a half out there right now, though. So if I can find that 95 and a half, like I like that. Um, it, it was those ninety-five and a halfs are now gone. It was uh, earlier when we were okay. talking about it. Now there's a one hundred and a half. Okay, mm. I'll play that. Why not? Um, but that's kind of it. Not not a ton. It's a busy busy. A lot of action for Action Aspen over the weekend. So just gonna see if this teaser leg can get home. But I I did I will say a lot of these I mentioned it earlier. A lot of these two and a halfs. CD Lamb, by the way, what's up? Um, a lot of these two and a half yeah. head into three. I'll be, uh, I'll be, I think we did pretty well on those alternate lines. We did like CD lamb was one you mentioned AJ Brown, but I'll be looking at some of these two and a half that are heading to threes. Um, those could be interesting, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. I'm going to keep backing the Brandon fought reign of terror over four and a half K's at plus money. I love that. Look, first of all, have to keep playing the Evan Carter and Gabriel Moreno over one and a half total bases. It's plus money plus plus one forty for both, which is insane because they're both really good. I think Alec Thomas to steal a base at seven to one. He's already got one this world series. He's really fast. And the way Scherzer works. I just like that spot there. And the just for funsies is going to be two (laughs) diamondbacks. I want to go against Scherzer just because I don't believe that he's the rust is fully knocked off. I'm gonna take Guriel at 550 and Corbin Carroll at about six to one as well. And good morning only to the fighting Illini basketball team. Let's go. 
Well, they oh, won an yeah. exhibition against Kansas. <laughs> that doesn't mean the season started. Oh, it means everything. We're back, baby. Let's go redo the rankings, AP. <laughs> oh, I heard you guys were booing Hunter Dickinson, of course. It was so great. Every single yeah. time he touched the ball, you just hear the fans <laughs> booing the heck out of him. It was great. Yeah, Made my great. heart grow Thanks three Thanks for watching sizes and listening to Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. For those <laughs> listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Nice haircut, Jake. Take care.